previously on The Mortal Path. I'm just going to just say, Dark Lady, guide my hand. Now, <laughs> listen real careful. And then I clap. And you can see this trail of blood going down the wall from where he's hit his head. And Natalia comes running in and she just brings her sword like down into the stomach. This power slides through Tara's legs. <laughs> power slides through Tara's legs. Okay, yes. okay, very good. Let's chop his nuts off. <laughs> okay. Oh, goodness. And that guy is dead. The lizard man is big and tough. And only the best is, is good enough. Don't hit my friend. I'm loath to do it, but I tear off a bit of my dress. Okay. And I wrap a bandage. Tell me, did you uh, did you mean what you said? About what? About, you know, uh, uh, hurting your friend. And what's the one thing you must never do? Betray you. Exactly. That's a good Findex, good Findex. Is there a back room? Uh, yeah. I think we ought to get away from the windows, honestly. Can I? I'm going to run to a chair and bag it. It is a history of this city. The third layer seems to be this kind of cultural hub. There's something called the, the temple. And the very last bit in the book talks about the newfound magic of movement. Well, they fucked up, didn't they? Yeah, but did they fuck us too? Natalia, how long do you spend reading that book before you fall asleep? One second, let me just find a D4. About three hours. Okay, uh, so after three hours, do you just fall asleep on the floor? Uh, I think I'll nudge... <laughs> Nerium. Okay. Hey, Ner- Nerium? You there? No, get off! Uh, your watch. What? Your watch. What time is it? It's the middle of the night. Huh? What? Yes, but unless you want all of us to be murdered in our sleep, I suggest you wake up. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I suppose that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah. That wakes me up, definitely. The murdered in our sleep bit wakes me up. Um, uh, Can I sit there? Yeah, actually, that's probably for the best. If, if I sit here, I'll fall asleep again. All right, uh, fine, thank you. I curl the fuck up on that chair and zonk. It's nice and warm. It is. So the door is shut? Yeah. Okay. Is Findex still awake? No, he seems to have fallen asleep. Okay, that's fine. I will sit down and um, probably, like, take something sharp out of my uh, sewing kit and just sort of hold it in my hand to sort of poke my hand if I'm falling asleep. <laughs> okay, are we talking like a I'm needle? I'm tired, yeah. Okay. Um, are you doing anything else in those three hours? At some point I will probably realise that I have the um, notebook. Okay. Um, and if I take that out, now given that I now have ten foot of dark vision, can I read it? Yeah. That's cool. I think I might notice that I'm able to read in the complete dark 
Yeah, it's it's difficult. It it is like reading in a room that's maybe lit by dim moonlight. You have to really squint and strain to to see the letters actually, which is a really good point. How, how was Natalia reading earlier? Did you maybe light a candle or yeah. something, Natalia? I, okay. I had it, I had my yeah, I put my my magic candle on. Okay. There there is a magic candle um burning by the uh by the door. Nobody told me about the magic candle. No, there's just a candle burning by the door. And it's still going. At some point, I'm going to look up and go, Oh, that's weird. In fact, hasn't even melted. Can I go over and look at it? Yeah. Is it hot? Yes. You put your hand over the, the side and, yeah, it's radiating heat. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, In that case, if there is actually a light source, then I'm going to wait until Nat's asleep and turn my back to it so that I can look at my shadow against the wall. Okay. And then, while I'm looking at my shadow, I'm just going to close my eyes quietly and say, Dark Lady, I don't know if you can hear me where I am now, but I think you can, because I think you helped me today. And I know that you've been a comfort to me before, and I think I need your help now, because because I don't think I've been this scared since I since the first time I found you. And I don't know what's happening, but me and these two idiots seem to be being thrown around and I can't stand for that you know I can't I I don't want to be anyone's plaything or or a toy that they can do what they like with and I know you can help me with that so if you can hear me I want your help and I want justice again the candle behind you there is no wind in this room but the flame flickers and your shadow as you look at it seems to grow bigger and bigger and then dies down again as the flame steadies that's cool oh that was so cool (laughs) thank you yeah i'd like to look at the notebook okay so you pull out this relatively worn nicely bound notebook it is written in common as you flick it over it is the language that that you have been speaking that findex speaks that gahesh spoke as well it seems to be a personal journal it seems to detail Gehesh's journeys in and out of the fallen city there are detailed notes on especially the fourth and the fifth layer and from reading this you gather that the fourth and the fifth layer are respectively the layer that you came in on and the one that you were on where he was there are also plans to descend to what he writes as the manor house and you find this entry that talks about his previous uh journey into the third layer his escapade through the gallery the treasures he found how it got him promoted to commander his um that daring that got him his position and there's writings about the letter he received to not descend again um but he's written that he knows that there's treasure in the manor house um he he's written notes about the items he found in the third layer things like in the gallery like incredible musical instruments beautiful sets of armor ones that seem to contain magic all of which has written has been taken out and given to the queen that's annoying the last entry finishes on him detailing again his plans to descend down to the third layer and to raid the manor house when you say detailing his plans Anything about the best way to go about that so that you don't get attacked? He's written his his route, how he'll go down to find the fourth gate, the way that you can descend it, how you'll see the broken 
building that he first raided and then where the manor house is on the left and he's written that he's circled it in in his map that he found that he hasn't shown anyone else cool well do you know what reading that is probably going to keep me awake because that's quite exciting how long does it take me to read all this probably like half an hour 40 minutes it's a personal journal it's not like a novel okay um and i've no idea what time of night it is because it's peeing it down with rain out there the the sound of rain is muffled from where you are, but yeah. Right. I'll try and stay awake for three hours. Okay. Make me a constitution saving throw if you think you're going to fall asleep. I think I am. Yeah, that's two. I mean, hang on. With my constitution, that's a... Yeah, no, that's a four. After about an hour and a half, you doze off leaning against the wall. Sorry, guys. We'll wake up and we're all dead and the podcast is over. So do you think that you wake up again or is I, that just I, you I out? think I probably do because I did have something sharp in my hand specifically to try and keep me awake. And I, the thing is, I don't want to wake Taro because he's injured. Don't wake the baby. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, after about an hour of being asleep, not that you particularly know it, you kind of nod forward enough that you end up pricking your the heel of your palm on that needle and it wakes you up enough that, that you're awake again. Yeah. How much At damage point, do you take from from the needle? Only like to your pride. <laughs> it's just fine because I really don't have any. Um, I am going to, at that point, go... <laughs> and wake Tarot. How? What do you do? Uh, I'm going to go over and I'm going to joggle his shoulder. Joggle. <laughs> That's a good word. Joggle that shoulder. Joggle. Yeah. Jog it. Wobbling it. Joggle. I, I've, I've been joggled. Does this consider a, a long rest? Um, at this point, mm, at this point, you've been out for I think maybe four or five hours, so not. Qu- Wait, mine was three hours. Yep. Yeah. Marion was. Kitty read uh, for about yeah. we said about half an hour, forty minutes, and then fell asleep for an hour. So I didn't fall asleep straight after, did I? Okay, then you've had about six hours, which is the absolute minimum needed for a long rest. There you go. Oh, all right. I think Tara just mumbles. And just... No, Taro, 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 wake up. It w- Mur- w- murdered in our beds. Thank, thank God, finally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not the response I was after. Um, Taro... I won't murder you, but do you remember Commando Rex? Is it... Uh, what, commando... 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 Yeah, get up. Up? Uh, up? I don't... Don't know that one. <laughs> I have to sleep for important reasons. It's I'll, a... kick, I'll kick Findex. Gently. I'm not going to joggle his shoulder. I'm going to kick him, but gently. Like, do you like just kick him in like what the fucking head, like the <laughs> side? <laughs> just fucking full on curb stomp, Findex. Wake up, not pass out. I did not kick Findex in the head. Like a fucking football. I <laughs> no, because more like a rugby ball, because he's a lizard. Like the motherfucking um... <laughs> football. Um, I, I'm gonna. I mean, he's lying on the floor, so I'm just going to sort of nudge his uh side with. Small foot. Not one of your big feet. <laughs> I uh, nudge him gently in the side with my small halfling foot. Okay, he he wakes up pretty pretty quick um, and clearly with a small fright, and looks up at you with. Wide... Does he go? Ah! 
He does. He goes, eh, and looks up at you with wide stuff. <laughs> oh, eyes. yes, his catchphrase. <laughs> eh. Did you get a fright? <laughs> yes. Are we, are we moving? He kind of like rolls over. And you know, like when people are sleeping on the floor and they have to like roll onto their bellies and like crawl onto their feet. He like really yeah. like slowly crawls to his feet and he's like rubbing his eyes. I, I might, I might stop him before he actually gets to his feet because then he's like four foot above me. Oh, Findex, it, we're not moving. It's, it's your turn to take watch. Oh, right. Of, of course. Sure. Yeah. You, you sit there and you watch this door. I, I'm, I'm, I, I was a soldier. I know how to take a watch. Okay, just Thank checking. you. And you remember what Nat said? Don't betray you. Yes. Especially don't betray Nat. I mean, all of us. Yes. A ghost appears and says, don't betray Taro, most important of all, don't betray Taro, because he's the most important <laughs> hey, character. Hey, do you know what? That the ghost, doesn't the ghost disappears. Taro's asleep. Yeah, that's why I said it was a ghost. Vindex, not seeing this ghost that doesn't happen unless you literally want to use the spell slot for it. Um, yeah, I'll use the spell ghost that I have. <laughs> that you can cast in your sleep. You have Unseen Servant and Minor Illusion, my guy. The world is your oyster. That's true, I have like three ghost spells. Taro casts Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand culture, so I don't get the reference. But well, Okay. <laughs> thank you for in- not including me this time. <laughs> Vindex uh, sits back against the wall and sort of arranges himself into a more like awake looking position and I don't have anywhere comfy to sleep now nope fuck he could sit on Vindex's lap no (laughs) I'll leave that to you Taro I will (laughs) snuggle up against the base of the actually Taro's chair is the sofa isn't it so it's longer can I squeak onto the end? Well, like a fucking cat. You just... I'll push his feet on the floor and squeak up onto the end. <laughs> Wait, you'll push his feet on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tara, you, you are suddenly kind of awoken by your kind of... From your knees to your feet being kicked off the sofa. So you're oh, kind of now just you're awake. On it, like on your body side? And Neri, I'm climbing up to like the end of the sofa. I curl up like a dormouse and go back to sleep. Z, 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 Z. <laughs> okay, Taro does not give a shit. He can sleep semi-horizontal. Yep. Findex does stay awake, um, but he doesn't make any move to wake you guys. So how long do you sleep for? A thousand years. <laughs> and when we wake, the world will end. We sleep okay. for another three hours. Okay. Honestly, I... Um, what did you roll for that? A, a d4. Yeah, see, I'm rolling a fucking d8 at this point. Because <laughs> We're rolling dice? I will sleep for six more hours. Okay, well, well, Natalia sleeps for, for three more, unless Taro is sleeping for less than that. Uh, Natalia, you wake up first, and Findex is sitting against the wall watching the door. Well, good morning, Findex. He kind of, like, jerks and looks over to you and goes, uh, it's, it's still pre-dawn, but good morning. Ah, excellent. Now, <laughs> if... <laughs> if you hear or see anything alarming I would advise you to be very quiet and don't move. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm just going to meditate. As you say that he just gives you a little bit of a weird look but he nods his head and sort of turns his gaze back to the door. I close my eyes and concentrate on my breathing. Okay. For a while? Okay. After about five ten minutes you feel a little bit calmer. Oh, that's good. 
Were you were you not sufficiently chilled out by sleeping? Was that that was too stressful? So you had to, you had to fucking get your chill on in the morning. Ed, have you never woken up anxious? Come on, man. Sometimes it, well, you wake up and it's like the first thing that hits you. But I'm not a D and D character. No, that's fair. They would probably be a lot more anxious. I, under the circumstances, I think the three of us are pretty fucking anxious. Ed, last time you killed a man. Did you wake up feeling refreshed? <laughs> uh, let me think about it. I'll, I'll go back to you later. I'm thinking about it. It's just going to be one of those okay. things I think about for a while. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tentatively start reaching out with my mind. Okay, roll me a d20. That's a seven. A seven. You feel this little tingle of magic, and it seems to be kind of centered in the center of your chest. Is it where the gem is? Yeah, it's pretty much where the gem is. I kind of crack one eye open and glance down. It's sitting there in the the mesh front of this dress. Not that the whole front is mesh. There's just like the kind of <laughs> what's it called the like the the, the boob window. It's 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 in a cleavage. Yep. Wherever people decide it is in I... drawing, it's somewhere on the dress. Oh god. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to close my eyes again mm-hmm. and try and concentrate and concentrate on the gem and trying to feel the magic okay close your eyes and let the magic happen yeah exactly just now let look. that warm thing nestle between stop okay. it stop it <laughs> all of you stop it this episode's never fucking gonna end is it this one's just gonna last forever if we're lucky we might leave the room Okay, okay. So you you start to concentrate on the gem and after a couple of minutes you again feel this like burst of magic and your vision goes from being just like your eyes are closed to this total blackness. But you can feel that somewhere just ahead of you is a presence. Hello? Are you two there? I'm trying to do what you said. Is this... Is this what I'm supposed to do? There is a second where the darkness almost seems to twist and stretch and you are suddenly floating or you feel like you are floating above this endless sea of magma. Oh shit. And it is all you can see for miles and miles and miles. And as you look down at it, you can almost see in the middle this human-like face but it's huge it's titan-sized it's this gigantic almost shifting expression in the lava and the rock and it smiles <laughs> God. <laughs> and then you are brought out of your meditation like that and you are back in the room can i ask was nat speaking out loud or just in her mind roll me a d20 that's a nine Yes, you were murmuring it out loud. You hadn't quite got that control to not actually say it. With a passive perception of 15, did it wake me? How light a sleeper are you canonically? Canonically, probably pretty light. But in this instance, maybe less so because we had a fuck of a day. Okay, you were kind of woken up by the exchange between Natalia and Findex before. You were awake enough to know that Natalia said something very quietly, although you didn't 100% catch what it was. Okay. I'm going to roll over and go, um, well, of course the two of us are here and we got Findex. Morning. Ah, yes. Morning. Are you, are you feeling better? Oh, Taro, are you okay? Taro? I think he's quite a heavy sleeper. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, I, I think we have a little more 
darkness left. Is it still raining outside? Yeah, you can still hear the rush of rain. Ah, this is a weird thing to ask, I'm sure. But um, you you couldn't possibly um, I I'd just like to nip out because it's raining and I'm kind of covered in um, you know, blood and viscera and things, and I I just quite like to wash my face. Okay. Do you think it will be safe if I just nip out quickly? I I couldn't say. All right, well, do me a favour and listen out, yeah? We won't go too far, but I'll come with you and watch your back. We'll, we'll keep in sight of this place. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I would like to stealth my way just outside. Okay, roll me, roll me stealth. Uh, should I stealth too? Uh, yes, please, if you would. <laughs> 21. It's a big number. Mm. I've got a big stealth. I'm sure you can handle a number that big. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I thought that would be funny. <laughs> The funny thing is, there's just the little. There's a wrinkle to your brow as you actually said. I was <laughs> why, like, well, why, do I why do did this? I say that? It was very good. I loved it. Right. It's a good thing that reproduces well on 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 audio. Shall I, <laughs> shall I try? Shall I see if I can wrinkle my brow in an audibly wrinkly way? Let me just get in position. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, I can't hear it. Mate. Yeah, I don't think that one got really picked up on on audio. No, maybe maybe so it'll come through in your. Did recording. look really good from this end. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it did. Thanks a lot. At <laughs> uh, twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. Ooh. You guys, with absolute cat-like grace, pick your way out from this bookshop and into these streets. The streets themselves are mainly dry, but you can see portions where the roof has cracked in on this layer that the rain is falling through. Okay, can I ask, are there bits in this layer where, I mean, I know we're in a desert, but when the ground gets wet, does it turn into like clay mud or does it, is it like wet sand? This particular layer doesn't have sand on it. Right, but there are rocks around the place. There, yeah, there's rocks that have been broken off the buildings. Okay, and there are wet patches of floor. Yeah. Excellent. I am going to take off my apron and pinafore and give them a quick scrub with a rock. Okay. Because it's actually, abrasive is quite good for getting bloodstains out. Yeah, you you find a place where some masonry has fallen, created a natural basin where some water is collected. Uh, It's pretty clear, good-looking rainwater. Yeah, it's not by the time I'm done. (laughs) No, by the time you're done, it's a puddle of filth. That's some some good rainwater right there. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. I should point out at this stage that under my pinafore, I have got like a blouse and petticoat. I was mildly worried. Stuff underneath. <laughs> so I am, I look like I'm in a, a blouse and a petticoat, but okay. my pinafore is a bit cleaner than it was. Yes. I feel much better for that. Okay. I'm all done. All right. It is still warm. Like it's raining, but it's still <sighs> like humid. That's kind of nice though, because that hopefully means my dress is going to dry. I'm not going to put it back on, by the way. Okay. I'm just carrying it over my shoulder now. I'm going to wash my face. Try to finally remove this yeah. plastered shite. Yeah, you get the the last bit of makeup that you couldn't just like dry scrub off with a rag off. On the gunky bits. You both mm. feel a bit refreshed. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Yep, yeah, fine. We'll go back and see if, see if Taro has finally risen from his slumber. Okay, you make your way back. Uh, do Are you stealthing it back? Yes. yes. Make me stealth checks. Eee, that's not as good. 16. 17. Ooh, now, by the way... This notebook. Yes. Um, this was one from uh, Commando Rex as well. And um, it says in here, good ways to get down to the third layer. Look, there's this. And there's a, one of the maps 
has got a special circle on it for where he thought was the best way to get in. And there's stuff in the gallery. They've taken it all, but presumably if there was stuff in the gallery, then there might be more stuff down on the third level that would be quite good. And it's got wands and armour and instruments. Oh, this is very exciting. It is a bit, isn't it? We should go here next. We should go here straight away. I mean, yeah. Yeah, why not, actually? Why not? That. Yes. You remember in the cave a while ago, and there were those names that that voice was saying, and you got a bit uh-huh. anxious because they were people that you, like, killed? Well, yes. With a sword, yeah? Yes. So you've done that more than just yesterday? Yes. And does it always feel like that? I mean, it was quite satisfying. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> hmm. it, it leaves me with mixed feelings. I don't regret it, but there is a part of me that feels some sorrow. Right. Yes, of course. That's very true. Yes. Anyway, look, I think we're nearly back. Are you okay? I'm fine, actually. Are you alright? I'm... I don't know what I am. Well, we're in a bit of a pickle, but I think we're handling it okay. I think so too. If we can keep what Taro says to the minimum, I think we'll come out of this okay. I mean, I don't know if it's better when he's asleep or awake. I'd take a sleep. Maybe. Still, he might be awake by now and we've got to get down to the third level. We do. Ooh, magical items. It makes me so excited. <laughs> this is fucking cyberbullying. <laughs> Call on the, the cops. Two, the two gremlins return. <laughs> as as Natalia like walks through the door, um, she goes from kind of a bit of like almost childlike chatting and gossiping to like, huh. <laughs> um, so that Findex only sees strength. Okay, <laughs> Findex knows who's in charge. Okay, you two come back just as Taro is is starting to wake up, and Findex is exactly where you left him. Um, but looks pleased when you return. Looks relieved for sure. Yeah, alright. You up already? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for a while now, actually. How are you feeling, Taro? As you wake up, Taro, you can feel there's still this, like, pain at your back. And you feel okay. You don't feel, like, as injured as you were before. Um, but as you kind of, like, reach over and you kind of pull at the bandages a little bit, you two both see that the wound is very much still there. It hasn't closed at all. In fact, it looks exactly like it did when he was first stabbed. But it's just not bleeding. But you can see, like, the muscle. You can see, Ooh. like, the ripped skin. It looks like it's a fresh wound. It's just not bleeding. What the f- what are you... My back seems to hurt a little bit. It's a bit... I don't think I've quite quite rested up all right. Maybe I need a few more hours. Well, hang on, hang on. Before before you go back to sleep, um, I'm going to take out that green bottle that I found on the first Wait. day. Findex, is this normal for... Do, do your people coat their blades with something? No, nothing. I've I've not seen anything like that. Before. Sorry, what is is what normal? Can you can someone please fill me in? I've just woken up. Do teeth do teethlings wound differently? I'd never heard that they do. Your, your wound hasn't exactly healed. Ah, well that's interesting, isn't it? Um, 
What do you mean by that? Because it... Am I bleeding everywhere? Uh, no, it's just like you've just got a hole in you. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh. I mean, is it? Well, uh, um, it's not the most all right thing, <laughs> I think. Okay. I, I, I would like to give him my green potion and say, right, have a sip of this. And we'll see if it helps. It, or, all right. Don't drink all of it, please. Tarot takes two sips. Okay, so as you take this this vial, I want you I want you to decide what it looks like, and and what the inside of it looks like. Because for Nerium, it looks like her mother's um, warm your bones stew. But I want to know what memory Taro has that would be the strongest that would be something equivalent it's, to that. It's come. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> leave it, leave it. No, it no, is. It's, it's it is. not come. Jesus no, no, that is now canon. No, it's not canon. I'm being silly. <laughs> Taro, come does leave. Look, what else was I going to fucking say? Come on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what else was I going to say in that position? You, put me in, you set me up. You set me up. <laughs> How did you not see that coming? How was that? How was that supposed to end? Uh, how did you not see that? Wink, wink. Oh my god! Okay. Can we all just call Taro Pac-Man for a while? <laughs> no. God. Okay. Um. I think it looks like. Um. I think it looks like the tea. That they used to serve on one of the big desert wagons he spent some of his childhood on. Okay, that's what it looks like. And as you uncork it, it smells exactly like that. And as you take that that first sip, it tastes exactly like that. Make me a wisdom saving throw, I think. All right. A saving throw. A saving yep. throw. Dude, I'm sorry if this kills you. It's a sick Eight. It's an eight. It's an eight. You take two sips, and before you know it, you've downed it. <gasps> hey, that was all right. Where'd you get this, after all? I haven't seen this in, in a long time. You two watch as Taro downs it. Roll me... I like how Taro can only just... Cannot... Has no self-restraint, apparently. I, can, I, I gave I you a chance. Fits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> roll me 2d8. You roll ones, I shall be very cross. I got nine. Okay, you heal nine points of damage, and I want you to make. Wasn't a mar- I already at full health from from long resting? No. So I want you to make a mark that you have recovered nine hit points of magical healing somewhere. Okay, if that goes above my maximum hit points, you just lose it. You just lose it. Cool. You just go to max if it's above your max. And how much were you down for before? I was down eight. You were down eight. You watch as Taro takes that first sip. And then that second, and then just downs this little vial. Oh, oh, no, um. You watch the wound on his back slowly start to lace up and heal up. And you watch almost from the inside out as muscle and tendon knit together and the flesh remakes the skin until there is no scar whatsoever. There is just perfectly smooth skin where that wound had been. I am magic. Look at that. Have you got more of that? No, no. I'm kind of wondering though where you got it from, though. Do you remember when Nat got her sword? 
Oh, yes. Oh, of course, yeah, those, those boxes. That was mine. Oh, okay. There you are. Can I have the bottle back, please? I chuck it. <laughs> I fucking what? <laughs> Make me a dexterity check to catch that. <laughs> or a sleight of hand. Snatch it out the air. <laughs> <laughs> What me? Yeah, you. Sorry to check to catch it. All right, sorry. No, you get to roll. I thought he was. I thought he was the one throwing it. Yeah. I think you're close enough that he can throw oh, it. It's whether Jesus, or not. Jesus, can... I'm so glad I'm a halfling. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so that's sixteen. Yeah, you catch it easily. I catch it. I would like to glare at Tarot just for a second, and then I will drop my gaze and quietly tidy my vial away. Thank you. Tarot does a thumbs up. I don't see it. I thought that was going to get violent. Oh, man. Well. DM takes one point of psychological damage. Well, that's the best joke we've heard all session, I think. (laughs) It's certainly up there. Okay, what are you guys doing? I think Tara's saying hi to Windex. Seething. Okay. Yeah. All right, Findex, you sleep all right? Yes. Good, good to hear. Good to hear. Are you... Are you feeling better? Well, I seem to be. I'm feeling feeling uh, full of beans. Was that your magic? It's not my magic. It's far beyond my understanding. I've never seen anything like that. Well, I tend not to question these things. Seems all right to me. I have so many questions. Or say thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for the magic. And also that tea was pretty good. What tea? You know, the uh, the tea you gave me. Whatever. I'm glad you're well again. Tara's just doing some stretches now. Is he lunging? You feel better than you've ever felt. (laughs) Yeah, he's feeling juiced. (laughs) The one healing potion we'll ever get. I'm so glad. Fucking worth. Come on. Okay, what are you doing? Nerium showed me this this journal. Uh, See, um, and I hand it over to Tara. I don't know that you're holding it, and I don't think I hand it to him. I might hold it up. Okay. I point at it as I hope. Nerium holds it in a way that Tarot can see. Look, see, Gahesh was working on a way to retrieve magical items from the third layer. Oh, that's interesting. I think that's where we should go. Yeah, I don't see why not, right? It looks like uh, people seem to think that's the place to go, right? Something worth keeping down there. Yes, and in fact, I was reading last night, the further down we go, the more chance of magical items and objects there are. For example, the second layer has the Arco Crypt, and the first layer, not even much is known about it, it's just full of rich, noble people and science and... or something. What? Um, what? And they were practicing magic of movement, which is probably how this city got here. Yeah, what? What's an Arco Crypt? Oh, I have no idea. Is it like Bitcoin? <laughs> what? What's a Bitcoin? <laughs> Is that like a... It's where a coin gets smashed into bits. Oh, okay. So what happens to the bits? Do they go in the ground? If you Do they just go everywhere? And then do people have to come and get them out of the ground? They grow into money trees. They grow into money trees. And then you get an NHS. From Bitcoin. You're saying, you're saying healthcare is on the blockchain. I think it's our only hope at this point. So, so, I'm so sorry. I'm Tarot and I canonically uh, love the blockchain. And it turns out the true road to healthiness was hash all the time. Oh my fucking god! (laughs) (laughs) I'm so mad! I'm I'm so mad! 
I don't get the joke, but I'm sorry. Neither I do I. You. I've, I've, my fucking readings on this <laughs> fucking audio levels have clipped the shit out because I'm, I'm furious at that. I'm furious at that joke. I'm steaming. I'm livid. Well, I think you probably. I'm kind of feeling curious about that now. It might be worth my worth investigating. I agree. I so the good stuff is further down. Yes, it seems to be a kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be rather an inversion of what what it's like in Sindarian. See, where I'm from, the the rich people live on the higher levels, and the poor people live underground and deep down. Underground. Yes. I was, you know, I was just about to agree with you. In Hopewell, there's the there's the upper district, but uh, we don't live underground out in the outskirts. Oh, uh, only weirdos live underground. I mean, well, that's a bit rude. Oh, just just for more experience. I'd like to disagree, but the only people I've ever known who did live underground were very very nice and quite weird. Hmm. Well, let's delve. Yeah. All right. Come on, Findex. Terra's suiting up. It's time for Terra to suit up and get get that. Oh yeah, you're going to put all this armor on. That juicy plus one that he's yearned for. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Add that plus one to your AC. As you as you all stand up, Findex looks up at you and goes, "Wait, you do I have to go down there?" Yes, of course. Yeah, very toe pal. I don't know what else you're going to do. To be honest, I'd be a bit worried if you tried to go back to uh, back to to the. Oh, forget what your what your pals are called. Emphasis on try. I can't go back to Tembrin. No. They'll send you to the Blood Sands. You can't do that. They will do that. You come with us. No. You're your own lizard now. Uh, okay. Findex, can I go over and sort of... I'm going to take one of his enormous scaly hands in both of mine. And I'm going to say, Findex, listen. Your queen, do you... Are you frightened of her? Yes. That's the whole point. Yeah, it is, isn't it? If everyone who was frightened of her turned around and told her to fuck off, what could she do? She's only one person. She is very, very powerful, and that is rebel speak. Yeah, but she is one powerful person. Think of how many people are scared of her and how strong they'd be if they if they all turned around. I can't be a rebel. I I'll, I will come down to the third layer with you, but I, I cannot revolt against my queen. You can and you will, my love. But come on. Hello, it is me, your dastardly majestic DM Yubi, here to say hello, welcome, thank you. So many thank yous this week, actually. This week is a thank you week. So first of all, thank you to you for listening. It is our 10th episode special. We have almost uh, 5,000 downloads, which is incredible for 10 episodes. You guys have just been amazing thank you so much for showing us this love and supporting us we appreciate it so much we have so much fun doing this it's so fun to record i love editing it i love writing the music for it it's just incredible and you guys really really make it you 
been so active on Tumblr, on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much, everyone who sent in a question for the second episode of Getting Mortal. We have recorded the episode. My God, we talked a lot of shit. Um, so that's going to be a fun one to edit. But we got it all recorded. So as soon as I can edit it and get it up, it will be going up. It will be released soon-ish. So I'm really excited about that. There were some great questions. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for the Twitter love, the Tumblr love. Um, we've had amazing people tweeting about us. Uh, of course, you know, Marty Choderick, Colin Suttle, Krondar, Scully, Chris Bazette, Geometry Failure, Ivy Fox, Freddie, Shepard. And over on Tumblr, we've had Whiskey Udles, The Mad King and I, The Revolution is Bored. That's a great name, by the way. Caligo Capere. Isolated Phenomenon, Thurvrun, Thurvrun, it's like Thorin with a V instead of an O, which is great, I like to say that one a lot, Breakfast Taco, The Hovering Brain, Mistborn Lord, A Cat Latte, just so many people, uh, that is not all of them by any chance, we have Bulbisaur, Hum Hum for example, uh, thank you so much for all the love, it has been absolutely incredible, we are just so blown away and so grateful. We've got almost uh, 300 followers on Tumblr. We've just hit over 300 followers on Twitter, which is incredible. So make sure you check us out. There is always new stuff being posted. There is fan art. There's fanfic now. Isn't that amazing? There is fanfic. If you search up the Mortal Path on AO3, you will find Mortal Path fanfic. All of it is amazing. I have read all of it. It is great. There are playlists being made. There is all sorts. And really excitingly, I want to say a special huge thank out to um, my very special man, Orion, who is wonderful and whom I've known for a very long time now, who has written a transcript of the first episode, which is just fantastic. Thank you so much for all your hard work, dude. Honestly, we are so grateful. He is planning to write more, but if you would like to be involved with it in any way, then you can let us know on Tumblr or Twitter or email us at themortalpath at gmail.com and we will put you in touch with him and you will be able to help him out if you wish. He's planning on doing more of them and you can find them at themortalpath.com on our website under transcripts. So we've got them all there. It is so great. Go and have a look. He's put so much hard work into them. They are fantastic. He has a great time uh, writing out the noises that I make, my foley work, as, as I like to call it. Um, so yeah, go and go and see what he's done. It's amazing. Thank you also, of course, to Rachel, who composed our theme tune, who also composed the track that plays in The Fallen City, although that is changing this episode at a couple of points. So um, make sure you check out her stuff on Bandcamp. You can find her website, rachelgraff.com, R-A-C-H-E-L-G-R-A-F-F. Like I said, she got married recently to her wife, her love of her life. They're saving up for their honeymoon. So if you feel like buying her album, which has the... um track in the fallen city under the album sketching the rain i believe it's called shuttle is the one that i'm using uh go and check it out but i will let you guys get back to the show thank you so much for putting up with me for another week it has been as always a pleasure thank you so much and i cannot wait to see you again in two weeks time until then bye bye I'm going to refrain from pointing out that he literally has no choice at this point because if he goes back there they're not going to be interested in his motives he makes 
a small little uh, in his throat. It's kind of gently constant as he follows you out of the building. Don't worry, Findex. You're already revolting. Oh. Can we get some ice for that burn? He manages to hold it together for, I think, the first time <laughs> in this campaign. Yeah. He shoots, you see, yeah, we're good for him. It. He shoots you a baleful look and just kind of follows you. Um, it takes you a couple of hours to get down again to where the map is marked as having the fourth gate. So you get down from the fifth level onto the fourth again where you first went. And at this point, the rain has stopped and the clouds have... The big storm clouds have cleared, although the sky is still this very kind of rich, hazy red color, and the heat is starting to really creep back up again. You're sort of in the 30 degrees Celsius already uh, in this dawn. And he leads you, although with great trepidation, to where the fourth gate has been marked out on the map that Gehesh had. Mm-hmm. And you can see this half bit of the rubble that has fallen onto a fallen building that leads down into gloom and this now is going underground and doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of light in this area i'm gonna put my frock back on okay it's not gonna get any drier if we're going underground i will note tara's wearing his cool cloak on top of his armor because obviously because why would he not it looks very actually now out of all of them tara you look the best dressed because nat kind of has like ripped bits of the hem of her dress from your bandages and you know your pinafore has been washed but it's still very stained apart from in your shirt taro the the hole and the blood which is now covered by the armor and the cloak which has seemed to almost sort of repaired itself or at least made it so that the gash looks like it's part of the pattern hell yeah you look pretty well dressed you look pretty fancy at this point it's a fucking look we need to go down from the fourth gate we need to go past the broken building and there's a manor house on the left. That is where we are going. Hang on. I would suggest that once we go underground, we stealth. Why are we going to this manor house? The manor is where Gahesh has circled and said, this place has treasure. This is where I'm going to go. Well, then. Well, yeah, that does make sense. I was confusing it with the gallery. Yeah, the gallery's been done. Yeah, no, I agree. I was thinking if it were the gallery, there'd be no point. But let's let's make a move on and I think I agree with your, your stealth proposal. Excellent. All right, everyone, roll me stealth. It's sneak time. Time to sneak. Ooh. Ooh. 26. 10. 18. 9. Okay, who's going first? Yeah, I don't have a dark vision that I know of, so I would imagine Tara. I think I might have done. Yeah, I think I was heading off. I've got renewed bravery after a good nap and some nice morning tea. After a good, good long nap. (laughs) So Tara, you start to head down this this slope, and this one is much more gentle than the climb up. It's relatively easy to walk down, but it seems to go on um, quite like a lot further, and there are parts where it's broken into almost what seems like a spiral going down, and you are followed by... I, I would happily go next. Yeah, and me. I don't mind. It's definitely wide enough. You can go at the same time if you want. Yeah? Yeah. And we'll put Findex at the back. Okay. You guys start making your way down. Natalia, you're kind of hitting a couple of like little rocks that are sort of like skittering off. Um, but Findex is really doing a fair amount of gentle clattering behind you. There's that kind of of like his like skin against like the loose rubble as he's trying to go down like quietly behind you. But you do start to make your way into the, the gloom and there's this little period where the light from outside and the darkness kind of cancel each other out and it's totally dark for a for a second before your eyes get used to the gloom 
and you see stretching out in front of you this suburban cityscape that is just hazy and dank with this darkness that stretches out these buildings that almost seem to list bits of broken and crumbled but out of all of them it seems the most well held together despite the fact that it's sunk in the ground and there's like a tilt to it but it's not quite as steep as the other layers either this one seems to be more stable so the the split in this uh, i know it's fallen mm-hmm. but there's it's done that titanic split hasn't it where yeah, pretty like, much that's what yeah, yeah that's part of it is really really at an angle yeah. and that's most of the bit that's above ground yeah. and the bit below ground is fairly flat but only slightly yes the split is not like the split is not like down the middle in this analogy it's like a horizontal one so the yeah, so the fourth across. layer where you first came in on the one that was on ground the oh my god you guys do you know what that means no it's a tiered city and it's split across and that means the physics is probably just about right well don't have to be that kind as you are going down you also notice that the architecture and the structures down here seem to be much more sturdy it looks like it's better built everything looks kind of nicer than even the layer the fourth layer the fifth layer and as you are going down into the gloom you can see to kind of your your right you can see this one kind of big building that seems to be in the center and then you see this other building that has a little bit crumbled away and as you look at the map right kind of in front of you just beyond this kind of block of buildings is what seems to be a three-story manor house and that looks like it has been circled on the map all right this looks like the place i say quietly all right it just looks like the place i did the exact same voice there uh but let's pretend i said it quieter the second time so we could sneak and chat you guys make your way off the fourth gate you are now in like city streets and and these ones seem to be the most kind of well paved there's nice little bits of ornate carving that seem to have mostly survived the fall although windows have shattered you can see there's still explosions of broken glass this layer does not seem to be really looted everyone's just disappeared are are there tracks anywhere you can look for them. Uh, what's the deal with the yes. sand on this level? Like, so there's yeah. there's a bit that's kind of blown in from the kind of hole that's led down, but other than that, there doesn't seem to be any. Are we like under the ground now? Yeah. Cool. So, what am I rolling for? Looking for tracks. Survival. Twenty. You got a twenty. I've rolled a nineteen. And I've got a plus one on survival. Very very nice. You spend a moment to have a little look around, and you can see this very kind of faint almost trail of not quite like just like pure sand but where there's definitely been footsteps going through where bits of rubble have been pushed aside that lead off on a sharp um turn to the right and as you look at the map and you look at these these tracks it looks like this is probably where Gehesh went to go to the gallery and and where people brought stuff back back out of i would like to point this evidence out to my companions well it doesn't look like there's been too many people my feeling on this is, and I'm very happy to be corrected if you think I'm wrong, but if I can detect these tracks, then someone who lives down here might also be aware that this is a route that's been taken by a stranger. It doesn't look as if it's necessarily been discovered, but it's something to be aware of. What, you think people live down here? Well, rebels, apparently. Oh, right, yeah. Uh I thought they just came here to... You have been paying attention, haven't you, Yeah, Sarah? but I thought they just came here to to, to, to steal stuff, like, same as same as everyone else. 
The rebels live on the fourth and the fifth layers. They go further up. It's dangerous down here. Very few come down here as far as we know. Right, so the dangerous stuff, we don't really know what that is, do we? I wonder if it is dangerous, you know. I wonder if that mightn't be just one of those things that they tell you to stop you going down here. The Queen said it was dangerous. Well, there you go. I don't fucking trust her. Yeah, I'm, I think I'll be honest. It's, it's the oldest trick in the book. It's uh, pretending there's a ghost or a monster to scare people off the, the place where there's the good stuff. Yeah, especially underground. It's spooky down here, isn't it? Makes a lot of sense. Look, I... I mean, I'm not saying we should drop as guard, but... We walk towards the manor. Okay. Yep. As you guys start heading towards where the manor is on the map, it doesn't take you long before you round this little kind of bend in the road and you can see it. And it's this big building that looks relatively intact. It's almost like a horseshoe shape and the, the front two prongs have collapsed inwards. You can kind of see that these two bits at least don't seem like they've survived the fall. There's three or so layers to it. You can see a couple of stories. There are windows all along it. It's dark. It's silent. The front door is collapsed inwards. It doesn't look like you can get in from straight at the front. What do you want to do? I would suggest that we look all the way around it before we decide on an entrance point. I agree. Should we split up? We'll uh, cover more ground that way. (laughs) Yeah, Tara, what do you go with Findex? Me and Nat are going this way. That's a great idea. All right. Okay. Uh, Fred and Daphne head one way. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say earlier, this is some Scooby-Doo bullshit. We're in this fucking mystery mine where the spooky ghosts are because that's where they keep their gold. It's very good. It's very good. Scooby-Doo in this analogy. And Tara and Shaggy. This works perfectly. This is flawless. (laughs) It's very good. Okay. So one party goes, goes left and the other... Goes right. Well, zoinks, Vindex. I don't like the look of this. Um, so, as you guys head round, there are a couple of windows that look like you could climb in. Again, a lot of the glass is smashed, and the inside of this manor house is dark, although all of you can conceal the Natalia actually at this point you're you're now hitting almost no visibility. Uh Narium, I'm relying on your eyes here. What? I can't see. What it nah, it's not are you alright? Is that from your magic reading? Is what? it damaged your eyes? You can read you can you can see here? And uh, just a little bit. I can't see anything. Oh, okay well it, that's alright. You hold my hand and I'll lift my hand up, and I'll I'll go I'll go in front. Okay. As you turn, Nerium, and Natalia, as you look at her, her pupils are just hugely dilated, almost like cat's eyes in the dark. And as she kind of turns to speak to you, and that last little glimmer of light hits them, you've you've seen her eyes in the dark before, and they have never looked like this before. <gasps> what? What have you seen? Your eyes—they're different. They're big, black circles. Beautiful big anime eyes. <laughs> big, big black circles. Um. <laughs> Nat, it's very dark down here. I think your eyes might be playing tricks on you. Don't worry. Okay. You've 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 had a lot of weird things going on with your eyesight recently, so don't worry. It's fine. I wonder if something's doing things to our eyes. 
Well, maybe. Oh, this is very strange. Honestly, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing that's happened. Anyway, look, come on. We can't get let the other two get round faster than we do. <laughs> you guys spot maybe two windows that you could climb through relatively safely. And as you get towards the, the back of the house, you guys uh, see coming across uh, Tara and Findex. And you two have also seen maybe like one or two windows that you could climb in. Have we seen any tracks in suggesting that somebody else has come around this way? Make me a survival check. It's not going to be a 19 again, guys. Sorry. How clean are these windows? Fuck! It's a 19 again. Oh, oh nice. very nice. I genuinely... Yeah, totally. Tasty roll. Oh, no, no, no. As you're looking around, there is one point right at the entrance where it looks like a little bit of rubble has been shifted ineffectually, like someone has given up. And then there's a little bit at the side where some of the glass seems to have been like crunched into and you can see like two footsteps leading into the house made of like this powder glass before they they turn back it looks like somebody went in the house looked around for a few seconds and left again and that's what kind of footsteps yeah they look like boots boot prints <coughs> probably get so there's maybe you would you would assume there's no that. back door or anything there doesn't seem to be a back door, no. So there's one way in to this. Effectively, this is a building with one front door. Looks like it was a pretty big front door. I personally, as uh, with my background, would like to be intrigued that there is no servant's entrance. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm worried about the health and safety aspect. I mean, honestly, it's, it's a death trap. Tarot canonically does not notice or care. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, does Natalia actually? What What were Taro and Findex talking about whilst they were walking around? I think Findex was worrying. Findex is constantly worrying. I think Taro's starting to get annoyed by the constant mumbling, so I think he's just like, "Hey, come on, come on, Findex, deep breaths, deep breaths." He's he's like internally worrying. At this point, he's sort of like accepted his fate, at least on the outside. That's good. He seems outwardly relatively calm, although a little bit dejected. That's a good place to be, I think. <laughs> Gentle acceptance. It's working for the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would suggest that we try and get in through one of the broken windows. I don't like front doors. All right. I quite agree. Sounds good. Tara just goes through the, goes straight through the window. We're going in. Okay. Fucking vault that shit. He's still feeling pretty juiced up after that good, 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 good tea. <laughs> Everyone make me a dexterity check. Just to climb through the window. Oh, that's an eight. Can I use acrobatics? He's a fucking yes. front flip through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Just because that's a 21, which is cooler than 90. Okay. Seven. Seven. Okay. <laughs> it's dark. As Yeah, as Taro kind of like moves to the window, Natalia, you kind of step up behind him, but in the dark, you step on the back of his cloak as he's like climbing <laughs> through the window. And there is a moment where like your shoulder kind of like smacks into the side of the frame before you manage to pull the cloak free and get in. And Natalia, you kind of half stumble in through this window because as you get into the house, your visibility becomes nigh on zero nothing but nerium you managed to very nimbly almost practiced like slip in through this window I mean. and findex just kind of like lifts one leg almost like a little bit and then just like steps in it's not a big climb for him he gets in ba- big lizard do the big steppy yep he do a big steppy <laughs> and he's in the house stick his leggy out real far no steppy snake so natalia you can't see anything at this point um but taro and Nerium, as you look around, Nerium, you've only got maybe like 10 foot or so, so the very edges of the room, you can't see them, really. But you all do notice that 
the front bit of this room, or at least the bit further away from you, has also collapsed inward. This seems to be where the collapse of that front entrance way kind of starts, although there's still about half the room available. What you do notice is hanging slightly crooked on the wall this huge portrait. Given that we have uh, an ever-burning candle, I might nudge Nat and say, what happened to that magic candle? Uh, Now, how much do we care about the match count? I'm willing to let it go. Okay, cool. Uh, Yes, of course. Here. The room is opulent and beautiful and untouched looking except for the smash glass. And all of you now very clearly see that big portrait on the walls. A very beautifully done, almost oil portrait that's at a little bit of an angle. And it shows four humanoids, four creatures, all dressed in incredibly extravagant clothing they have skin that's silvery green varying tones they've got this dark bluish hair that again goes from a sort of navy blue to a very deep blue but what catches your attention is the fact that they have these very very large pale yellow eyes and that they're smiling and their mouths are a bit open and there are just so many teeth just so many (gasps) Uh, oh, that's a lot of time. That's not the best look. What are those? They're really good for business for dentists. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I meant a bit more specifically, but yeah, you're I've, not wrong. I, Probably do quite a lot of work with opticians. I've as not well. seen anything like that before. Those kind of people. What? If Index, you know, they any of your lot? No, no, I've never seen anything like that. No. Right, you know when we were saying that the Queen might have made up how dangerous it was down here? Well, we haven't seen any sign of life. Maybe, maybe it's like those pictures of the, um, you know, the the people who are half horse and half person and it's all made up. Yeah. Centaurs. Yeah, they're not real. Can I roll knowledge centaur? Yeah. I too want to know if I know what a, if a centaur is real. I, I got a 20. Hey. I got an eight. Centaur real? You've heard of centaurs. You're not sure if they're real oh. or not. Natalia, centaurs are definitely real, and you have seen one before. Uh, Neri. Yeah? Uh, centaurs do exist. They're, they're real. Well, well, no, because they'd be like, they'd be a mammal with six legs. That doesn't work. No, they don't have six legs. They have four hooves and two arms. Oh, arms and legs, Nat. Uh, no. In animals, Nat, arms and legs are the same. Only humans have arms and lizards and teeth legs and... And centaurs are half human. And whatever those fucking things are up there. Yeah, do they have arms? Yeah, they do. Okay. And as you look at it again, you can see they seem to be... It's like a its like a, a family portrait. The, the two taller ones have like an arm around each other. There are two what definitely look like children in front. What are they wearing? I'm getting a Galaxy Quest vibe from this. Am I right? I don't know what Galaxy Quest is. Don't know what Galaxy Quest what is. What the fuck? What? what? The don't fuck? know what Galaxy is. Why am what I listening to you on any subject? Jesus. Oh, what are they wearing? It's what are they fucking, wearing? I want to know. It's a fucking eight Wait. Ronnie thing again. The, the 16 Ronnie. You got me. That's my favorite Fallout Boy song. <laughs> I have not seen Galaxy Quest. I don't know what it is. I, I don't even know what... What are they wearing, Yubi? What are they wearing? So, 
<clears throat> the the two uh, more gr- like adult looking ones have these very very fancy what almost look like suits. I that's a fit. But they're very decadent, and they've got all these like frills coming out of various parts of them. Um, and the two younger ones are in sort of um, less, slightly less like extravagant clothing. One seems to be in something that almost looks like it could be a dress or some sort of like pantsuit type deal, um, and the other is is in like a suit that kind of looks like the other ones, but without all like the frills that come out at random Fucking places. Young Hillary Clinton. I'm kind of imagining the sharks from Shark Tale. <laughs> So are there any doors in this room? There are absolutely doors. Oh, God, we're fucked. Are we, are we playing with Detect Gary? Sorry, what? By which I mean Gary's Detect Magic. You take a second and you, you concentrate and you reach out again, almost like in your meditation, and there's this little kind of crackle from up ahead. There's one door in front of you that seems to lead to another room, and there seems to be something maybe in the other room that's giving off this almost glow, this warm glow of magic. Guys, this way. There's there's magic. Alright then let's let's go. I I think we should keep quiet here. Um start to feel a little less confident about this whole thing. Yeah, Taro. We should keep quiet. Alright, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you are stealthing again, roll me stealth checks after getting through that window. It's stealth time. Stealth time. Twenty three. 23. Now, all of this is taking into account that you are holding a candle. 13. 17 plus 8, which I can't do in my 25. Head. Thank you. Uh, and Findex, not fucking 20. He is a silent Ooh. lizard boy. He's very frightened. He is very frightened. So you open the door into this next room, and this room seems to be a little bit bigger. It looks, again, untouched, and this window, although it's broken in, everything else seems to be... Like, people just disappear, just stop living here one day, everything is in place. But the big kind of feature in the room, you see this contraption that looks somewhat like a piano, except it's got kind of three layers of keys rather than just one. And on top of it seems to be uh, this this book that's quite large, that's on its side and has clearly been bound quite hastily. It looks like it's been tied haphazardly and left on the side of the piano. This is an interesting organ. It's quite large. I fucking... <laughs> well, let's... Uh, we ought to be quiet around this thing, right? We don't want to make any additional noise. Nah, nah, look, there's a book on top of it. That's your... Your wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to... Can I detect magic again? And see if I could determine if the magic is coming from the book or the organ. Roll me a d20. That's a nine. You're not sure... I'm going to reach out for the book. Okay. As you approach the piano-like contraption, you feel this little, almost like a click of magic, and suddenly the keys depress, and it starts to play this music by itself. That seems uncannily loud, and there's this kind of clicking and clacking of little mechanical parts as this piano starts to play itself. And after a second or so, you can hear the cogs and gears starting to kind of slow down and it stretches out of time and it starts to sound like it's kind of running out of whatever magic, whatever is making it play as you grab the book. You're going to fucking die. (laughs) Nat, come back. Okay. Pick up the book. No, I don't know that you should have picked that. Yeah. You take the book. The piano keeps kind of playing. It's like one of those music boxes that just keeps every so often it keeps Blink, blink, blinking out a few more notes. But Natalia, as you as you kind of take the book, this top is open 
and all of the things inside it have rusted away. There aren't actually any cogs or gears Ooh. to turn. It's just sounding like there there are, and you can just see this like rusted, almost like dust down at the bottom of this piano. Well, that's unusual. What, what what's unusual? There isn't. It's playing by its fucking self. It's unusual. There isn't anything in this, there. This this uh, uh, uh this is. It's an empty piano. Well, I think there well, might be some magic stuff going on here. I'm not. Oh yes. Not not hugely keen on this. Can we move on? Can we move away from this room? I think that's an excellent idea. Let me just uh, I, I take a look at the front cover of this book. It's written in the same language that you've seen all over here, and it is some sort of personal journal. Uh, it looks like another diary. Uh, Findex. It's a lot of those. Findex. He's kind of like pressed against the wall, wide-eyed. Uh-huh. Uh, could be a dear and hold on to this for me. Right. He takes the, the journal. It wouldn't be an idea to actually sort of look in that before we go any further in case it says things like, really glad I set up that booby trap in the upstairs bedrooms. Oh, well, fine. That does make sense. Findex. He hands it back to you. Thank you. Flick open and start skimming through. The Lizardman bookcase. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes him useful. Findex is now your Fallout 4 companion that you just keep giving all the guns to that you don't want to carry. So, well, portable chest. Well, he, yeah, basically, he's your portable man of holding. He's our lizard mule. Your lizard mule. That's him. That just sounds like that's someone who's like smuggles lizards across the border. <laughs> yeah. that is wow, that would be very wriggly. That would be- <laughs> <laughs> um, as you open this journal, the first is it alive? No, it does. No, it's a <laughs> mimic. Roll initiative. It's not an no. alive journal. It's a fucking mimic. It's not a fucking mimic. No, it's not a live journal. <laughs> so um, you open this journal, and the very first page is a name and an address, and the name is Dexa Atanas. And also, uh, there's an address, and it says, uh, Property of Lord Dexa Atanas, Atanas Manor, Mithril Place, Third Tier, Velo. And as you start to flick through it, it, it is indeed, it's a personal diary. You skim across details of his married life with his husband, Nianki, their kids, they're um, both adopted. Hang on, hold the phone. Did you say Nyanki? I did say Nyanki. <laughs> as in the manga about cats that are also school delinquents. Yankees. No, as in uh, that's very good though. It's so good. No, as in I work in a food place and we get very good names through on Deliveroo sometimes. And I write them down in my notebook and I use them sometimes. Hey, for maybe NPCs. that's that's theft. Nice. Um, <laughs> that is identity theft. I'm sorry. Apologize to Yankee. Sorry, Yankee. So it writes that this lord he works on the second layer and the second level in the arco crypt he writes about it being this library museum hybrid with these scientific elements um he writes about the learning chambers on the first level and how he wants to work there and be promoted there he writes about the whispers and rumors of the incredible research they've been doing there distilling something that's called the violet drop and you're not sure exactly what that means he doesn't go into great details about it but there's all this talk and excitement about what is doing down there and his plans to to get promoted what's his plan to get promoted the research that he does the the ways in which he wants to um find and distill this violet drop yeah what is a violet drop you don't know he doesn't explain it well do we think it might be to do with the the magic of movement that's this new big thing that they do here or they used to before well look 
we can't stand here reading this forever. I think we should get a move on before the, this this music thing attracts someone else. Is it still going? It's very occasionally clanking out like one or two notes now. Let's just get a bit further away. Yeah, I want to get away from it. Okay. You go through the, the next door and this one that you open up to is clearly a personal library type room. There are comfortable chairs, there are bookshelves. It Again, it looks really nicely put together as like people have just left. All the books are actually still in on the bookshelf. There's only one book out that's by the side of the armchair and it seems to have this little like bookmark in it. What is it? Um, as you look over, it says on it, the violet drop. Oh, that's <laughs> convenient. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say, we read that shit. All right. Tarot is, is not reading. He's looking around very concernedly. Okay. I'm looking at how many books there are. I'm wondering how long we have to let Nat stay in here before we can actually keep moving. Nat has a devilish grin on her face. <laughs> um, also, when Nat is reading, of course, because she is reading in this other language, those same golden letters are going across her eyes. Um, and Tara, you can also read the titles of these books, although Nerium, you can't. Um, the ones on the bookshelves, they seem to be a mixture of novels some seem to be scientific there's a whole section that are clearly children's books as well it's clearly some sort of oh have they got pictures in yeah some some have colored spines that look interesting and not quite as dreary as the rest although you've got no idea what they say on them i would like to take those out and see if they've got pictures okay. in and if they have got pictures in are they like the people in the portrait you pull one out and the very first picture on the front cover is of a very similar grinning face that same not exactly the same but pretty identical and as you flick through it it seems to be from the pictures some story about one of these creatures and now that you can see them they seem to have quite long limbs long fingers long toes that has dived off love it love it really really very appealing these these spindly men's are starting to really (laughs) they're not quite right i mean look I'm not to judge, but they're giving me the willies a small amount. I mean, uh, you're not wrong. Uh, out of interest, what are they doing in these pictures? Trucking and fucking with puppies and a ball. No, it's, no, it's a children's book. <laughs> As you, <laughs> <laughs> it's no good, Yubi. You're going to have to give us a terrifying fight again, or if we'll never get off the hall. Trouble, I'm going to fucking poop myself. okay that's very nice to know okay so as you look through the pictures this one seems to be a story about one of these uh young creatures who has dived off from one of the layers of of this city and you can see it sketched out in this very kind of pretty style down into this huge silvery sea that seems to surround it and you can see that he is sort of swimming down and meeting all of these monsters that look like to you monsters although he doesn't seem to be particularly frightened by them in the book um but the very last kind of picture or the very last series of pictures is him looking down at what seems to be the seabed and then as you turn the page there's just one huge glowing yellow eye and then the book ends but you're not quite sure what the ending is because you can't read it no no it nerium what do you think the people who live in hell look like? I mean, I feel like I could hazard a more educated guess than I would have been able to a week ago. Do you want this? And I throw the book over towards him. Tyrone makes no attempt to catch it. 
Okay, it bounces <laughs> off you, hits the floor with a... That's fine. I don't feel like picking it up. Okay. Natalia, as you pick up this book, it's clearly very, very well thumbed. You can see little parts of the pages have been turned. There's a bookmark in the center. Um, it is a scientific tome of sorts. You've seen them before. You've had them come across in your, your library at home. Um, it's kind of very boringly written. It details these big storms that happen every month. And those have been talked about in the other book that you've read. And it says that in each storm there is one single crystallized drop that falls and this is incredibly magical it is the most essential kind of magical essence that falls from the sky and during this huge storm every month only one will fall and this tome is kind of exploring theories and ideas as to how to predict where it will fall how you could catch it if you could and where you could find one when one falls and it talks about you know the amazing scientific discoveries that have been done with these drops that have been found although it seems that one is only found every maybe five seven years or so and always by luck and whoever finds one is made incredibly rich is kind of seen as this huge kind of purveyor of of, um, science and culture and there are handwritten notes all over this book by Dexter you recognize his handwriting talking about how he could possibly try and make an artificial one or how he could locate one that falls it's quite frantic at times there are bits underlined and circled and scored I'm going to go with, I relay that to the party. Okay. Maybe this Dexter chap, no, maybe something went wrong with one of these violet drops, and that's why the city's here. Look, it's, there's no way we can know, right? No, but it's the first evidence we've had. Well, not really. Look, they're interested in all sorts of stuff here. Who, who could have known? What if we could find one? I feel like finding a violet drop is perhaps quite low on the list at the minute. But, it but, could, but hey, hey, it maybe. could take us home. And look, look, nobody else here seems to know about... Well, I don't believe anyone else here. It doesn't look like there's so many of these things around these days. So I think we're in, we might be in a better chance. Findex, did it, did it rain this much before the city got here? I mean, we are in a desert. I'll point that out. Well, we're in a wasteland. We, we get a storm every three, two, three months or so. It's what keeps everything alive. The weather hasn't changed since the city fell. Ah, uh, well, we might be out of luck then. Maybe it's some kind of storm transportation. If they're doing all this research on the violet drop and they generally have at least one available to research on, has anybody been down to the first layer to find if there's one still there? Maybe we should. Well, look, I think if we want answers about how this got here anyway... That's the only place we're going to find them. If it might get us home, I'd like to go home. Let's uh, continue ransacking this place. Yeah, let's let's see what else we can get out of here. Come on, let, we haven't found anything useful yet. Let's 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 hurry up. Uh, Findex, please. He takes the book. Thank you. The next door you go into is as you try. Who's who's going first? I guess Tara is. This next door that's leading away from the library, as you move to open it, it is the first door that feels jammed. All the other ones opened easily, but this one feels kind of jammed. Yeah, I can't get this one to go. Do you want to to give it a go, Nat? Uh, Sure. I'll try. I'll roll a strength check. Go for it. (laughs) That's a ten. Mm. You manage to, like, shove it forward a little bit. There's a kind of, uh, of something behind the door moving, almost as if it's been blocked off. 
Oh, I was going to suggest thieves' tools to unlock it. No, it doesn't seem to be locked. It's jammed. Um, Findex? Yes. See if you can get in there. All right. He puts his shoulder up against the door and gives a, a good hearty shove. And you you hear this, whatever's behind it, kind of... And the door flies open and he staggers a little bit. Um, and you can see in front of you this room that is clearly servant quarters. Everything in it is... no. There's no wallpaper. There's no paint. It's all kind of wooden um, and, and stone. But the thing that really catches your attention is that this room looks trashed the furniture here is smashed and broken and again what catches your attention beyond this almost kind of rampage that seems to have gone through it is all these smears of dried blood on the walls and the floors that kind of look like big handprints 